Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year's Day. Man, 2023, can you believe it? We are actually there. We trust that you had a good New Year's Eve and good New Year's Day. And happy birthday to my daughter, Leah, by the way. Just had to throw that in there. She is a New Year's baby. Go ahead and shoot her a text right now if you think about it. But uh, hey, and welcome to Worship Where You Are. This is a unique Sunday service that we do every year, the week right after Christmas. And part of the reason why we do it is because we have amazing volunteers around here at Blackhawk, and they have put in an incredible week this past week with all of our Christmas services, ranging between December 21st and December 25th. We had a lot of services around here, and so this gives all of our volunteers a chance to be able to catch their breath a little bit. The other thing, too, is this is a week where a lot of people in our church are traveling. And so for a lot of you, I mean, you're at different places, not here in Madison. You, you might be sitting in an airport right now watching this service, or you could still be, you know, visiting grandma. Hey, grandma, so glad that you're joining us this morning. You might be at an Airbnb somewhere that you have rented out for a particular time and you're on vacation with a group of friends, but we just know a lot of people are not in town. And so doing a service like this, worship where you are, gives us a unique chance as a church, one body, one family, to be able to gather together and to worship wherever it is that we are right now. And so we're so glad that you're joining us. And I'm so excited about who it is that we're gonna get a chance to hear from today. We're gonna get a chance to hear from someone that we normally have not heard teach on the main stage. This is her first time. We are gonna get a chance to hear from Tiffany Malloy. She is our pastor of spiritual formation here at Blackhawk Church. And uh, man, I'm just so excited to see what it is that God has laid on her heart to bring to us. So here's what we wanna encourage you to do right now, regardless of where you are, would you jump into this service and just enter into it with us as if you were worshiping with us here live in one of our rooms. And uh, let's see what God has in store for us as we get the chance, wherever we are, to be able to worship together. We're so glad you're joining us right now. I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control, never looking back, I surrender all, I'm living for your glory on the earth. This passion in my heart, this stirring in my soul to see the nations bow for all the world to know i'm living for your glory on the earth for the sake of the world burn like a fire in me Light a flame in my soul for every eye to see. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. This passion in my heart, this stirring in my soul to see the nations. 
voice you cry out burn like a fire in me for every tongue you confess
Well, hey, Blackhawk Church, happy New Year's. Today is New Year's Day, so welcome to 2023 and welcome to Worship Where You Are. So I know for some of you, I might be a new face. So if we haven't met, my name is Tiffany and I'm one of the pastors on staff. My family and I, we have been a part of the Blackhawk community for the past 10 years. We moved here in 2013 for my husband Jake to go to grad school and while we thought we'd just get the degree and run, God had other plans. I came on staff in 2016, served in a couple of different roles here, and currently I serve as the pastor of spiritual formation. Well, I don't know about you, but there is something about a fresh year that I love. The old year is gone. The new year is here. So much opportunity lays ahead of us, right? Like who knows what will happen in 2023? But there's one thing in particular that I really look forward to every year. And that, my friends, is a new Lego set. Yeah, I am a 40-year-old woman who absolutely loves building with Legos. So every year, my husband Jake, he gets me a new Lego set for Christmas. So here's the one, y'all, that I got this year. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun to build. I actually waited to open it until you all got here. So to be clear, I'm a mom of four kids. This is not their Lego set. This is my Lego set. So sometimes, you know, I'll be building at the table and they'll say to me, wow, mom, that set looks so cool. Can I build with you? And, you know, sometimes I'll say yes, but most of the time I say no. Okay, so if you haven't built with Legos in a while, let me kind of show you what I do. So uh, we have, there's a bunch of different bags numbered one, two, three, four. And so you start at the beginning and you work through them in the right order. So first thing I do, I have my white little tray dump this out, and then I start building. So I have a little instruction booklet here. It kind of starts you at the beginning and you go through one by one. Um, after the first bag is over, there's gonna be a couple of extra pieces. They give you some bonus ones. So I put them in my bonus extra pieces bag um, and then I move on to the next one. So I do this little by little, stretching the building project over as many weeks and months as I can, savoring the process until it's finished. So there have actually been some years when I've stretched it out until December, just in time for my next set to come. Now, I'm guessing not a ton of you share my love for a new set of Legos, but I bet there is something new that you do get excited about. Maybe it's starting a new book or taking a walk on new freshly fallen snow. Maybe it's a new planner, a new goal, or a new semester of classes. I don't know, maybe even a new relationship, but whatever it is, we humans we love new. So let me ask you, what do you think it is about something new that gets us excited, that gets us motivated? Have you ever sat back and wondered why so many of us feel compelled to make new goals this time of year? You know, I wonder if it's because for many of us, new feels like a fresh start. It feels like hope. So it's on days like today, many of us, not all of us, but many of us, we feel that inner tug, right? We want to improve in some way. We want to grow. We want to change. And so we set some goals, we make some plans, and we have hope that this year is going to be different from last year. So as a pastor of spiritual formation, one of the questions I frequently get is, do you think we can really change? Like, does God actually change us? So most of the time, this question is in response to something going on in someone's life that they feel discouraged by or something that they don't want to struggle with anymore. Most often, whatever it is, it's affecting relationships with people that they love the most. Maybe it's their struggle with anger or being overcritical that's hurting their relationships. Or maybe they're dealing with stress in unhealthy ways. 
they often will say something like, I don't want to be like this. You know, I've tried hard to change. I've made a plan. I've tried to work the plan. But Tiffany, I don't know. It's not working. I don't know what else to try. And it doesn't really seem like God's helping me out here. Do you think we can really change? Does God actually change us? Have you ever found yourself asking that question? I know I have. It's a, it's a common question, and it's one that is actually really important for us to wrestle with. So my short answer to them is normally something like, yeah, we can change. God does change us. But my long answer, yeah, we can change. God does change us, but maybe not in the way that you might think. So in the book of 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, he is talking to the church in Corinth, and they are struggling. They have some serious problems going on. You could say that there are a lot of things that probably need changing. And one of the things that Paul tells them is this. He says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. The old is gone. The new is here. So often when we talk about putting our faith and trust in Jesus, we think about what God has saved us from, right? He has saved us from our sin, from death, from a life separated from God for eternity. All this is true. I don't know if you caught it in this passage, but Paul here seems to be saying that our life with God, our salvation, it's not just what we're being saved from, but it's actually what we're being saved to. We are saved from our sin. That's incredibly important, foundationally important. But what we're being saved to, you guys, this is where it's at. We are saved to a life with God. God reconciled us to himself through Christ. When we put our faith in Christ, when we put our faith in Jesus, we enter into a real, personal, dynamic relationship where God is making us new, transforming us more and more into the type of person that we were created to be. We were created to image God and the transformation that he offers us. You guys, it's real. So I know that some of you might be thinking, okay, 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 Tiffany, here's what I'm hearing you say. I'm hearing you say that when I put my trust in Jesus, right, like I became a new creation. Old is gone, new is here. But if I were being completely honest, I actually feel like the old self is kind of like hanging out right here with me. I don't feel new. That's kind of the problem. Totally. And Paul, he knew that. Transformation or change, it takes time. It doesn't happen all at once. What Paul is saying is that when we place our trust in Jesus, when we are reconciled to God, something new happens. We are united with Christ. So whenever I think about being united with Christ, I kind of envision us being smushed together with him, you know, to the point where we don't know where we end and Christ begins. When that happens, we are made new. We are different. We're not the same person that we used to be. And we now have everything we need to shed our old way of life and to begin to live into a new reality as a new creation because we are united with him. So this process of transformation, yeah, we have a part in it, but he's the one who's doing the heavy lifting. In this passage, Paul says that all this is from God who reconciled us. We didn't reconcile ourselves to God. God is the one who's doing the work. God is the one who is directing the transformation. He's the one who is building us slowly in his timing into the creation that we were designed to be. This Lego set, 
I have a very clear idea of what this is gonna become. I mean, it's right here on the box. And I have a building plan on how to get it there. So I have right an instruction booklet, but it's gonna take some time to get thousands of little Lego pieces to the place that they need to go. And sometimes when I'm in the middle of building it, man, this plan seems a little backwards, right? As I'm putting together these sets, I find myself saying things like, what, why am I putting these pieces together first? This makes no sense. That's not how I do it. But I have the instruction booklet. It hasn't let me down yet, right? I've done this enough. I trust the plan. And then after I build for a while and then I see kind of how it all turns out, I realize, oh, yeah, totally, I get it now. This makes sense. Our life with God can sometimes feel like that, right? We think, wait, what? What is God doing in my life? I don't see it. The change is so slow. Or, or maybe it's more like, I don't get it. I'm really interested in dealing with my anger right now, but God, you seem to be more interested in getting this other thing built over here. I, you know, I just, I just don't get it. That's not how I would do it. This anger kind of seems like the bigger problem to me. But you guys, God has the building plan for our lives. He has a clear vision for who we're becoming, who we are designed to be. He has a plan and we can trust the plan. So yes, we can change. God does change us. And he has a clear vision for who he's designed us to be and who he's transforming us into. So what does this look like in our everyday lives, right? If God is in charge of this building project, what's our part? The answer to that is simple. Not easy, but simple. And honestly, maybe a little bit underwhelming. How do we walk in this reality? We spend time with him. Our work, our part is to stay connected to him. So maybe you're thinking, oh shoot, yeah, I tried that. I, I do want to, but Tiff, honestly, I just don't have time. I'm so busy. I have a lot of stuff going on and I'm also just really tired. Yeah, totally, I get that, me too. Honestly, in the season of life, that is my number one struggle. I am preaching it to myself. But here's an idea. What if we thought about reframing what it means to spend time with God? So maybe for some of us, when we think about spending time with God, we picture ourselves like in a quiet room, snuggled up in a comfy chair with our Bible for like an hour. I mean, don't get me wrong, that sounds very nice, but if that's what spending time with God always has to look like, I am in big trouble and you might be too. I know in my house that could only happen between 10.30 p.m. and 6 a.m. But seriously, that's a great way to spend time with God and one that I really do look forward to again someday, but that's just one way to spend time with God. Right, so what if spending time with God looked like listening to the Bible as you take your dog for a walk in the morning, or maybe being aware of God's presence while jumping on the trampoline with your kids? Or maybe it means simply sitting in silence with God while nursing your baby in the middle of the night. What if spending time with God looks like praying partner prayers, like Charles talked about a couple of weeks ago while at work, or maybe cooking a meal with your roommates while taking some time just to listen and encourage one another in whatever things you guys are going through? Or maybe what if it meant spending time with God looked like building with Legos and enjoying the act of imaging God as you create? You know, I could go on and on. There are so many ways to spend time with God. It's not always necessarily about what you're doing, but it's more about how you're doing it and how you are aware of God in the midst of whatever it is you're doing. So as we spend time with God in a multitude of different ways, in different seasons of life and in different seasons of faith even, right, we begin to learn to hear his voice. 
we begin to recognize that when he's inviting us to slow down and pay attention, to speed up and to make stuff happen, to share an encouraging word or to just keep quiet. He empowers us over time to say no to the things that don't lead to flourishing. And slowly, as we get to know him and become more like him, our desires, they start to change. We don't want the things that our old self used to want. As we spend time with him, staying connected with him in our everyday lives, we become a new creation. We change, we transform. And listen, you guys, our life with God it isn't a self-help project. It's not about trying harder. Your transformation is not going to be up and to the right all the time. This actually might be where our Lego analogy begins to break down, right? Legos, they don't talk back. They don't resist. They don't ask questions. They don't live in a world that's distorted by sin. We do. We're humans, and that is okay. God expects that. There is so much grace. God just desires to be with us, to be connected with us, to know us and for us to know him. Not just know about him or about the Bible, but to actually really know God in a personal, experiential way. So this year, let me challenge you. If you make one goal, one resolution, one decision to do something new, let it be this. Learn to walk with God. Spend time with him. Learn to hear his voice throughout your day. Learn to respond to him. Invite him into your work, into your family, into your play, into your habits. And yes, of course, ask him to transform those parts of you that feel the most tender or even the most difficult. But friends, be patient with yourself. As long as you are staying connected and responding to his invitations for you, God has got the rest. So church, God offers us new. He is creating us into a new creation, a person that is different than we were yesterday, different than we were last month, different than we were last year. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we don't struggle. It doesn't mean we don't fall back into old patterns or old ways of being. God's goal for us isn't to become better behaved humans. The goal of life with God is to learn to be in relationship with him, to love him, and to learn how to let God love us. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Let me pray for us. So God, we thank you, Lord for making us into a new creation. Lord, the old is gone, the new is come. And when we think about maybe 2022 and all that we're leaving behind, the good and the bad, Lord, we, we give that to you. And Father, as we look ahead to 2023, as we look ahead to this next season, Lord, our prayer is to help us, Lord, to stay connected with you. Transform us, Lord, little by little over time to become more like you. So God, we thank you for being a God who is kind and gracious and good and who wants good things for our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the crushing 
and the pressing. You are making a new wine. In the soil I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. But all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new
thanks again for being with us today, just to have the chance to be able to worship together. I loved that message that Tiffany just gave to us. The old is gone and the new has come. So that's something that I'm going to be thinking a lot about as I enter into this new year. Hey, don't forget this next Sunday, we are diving back into this series that we have been in this year called Live This Book, where we're walking through the Bible together. And regardless if you've been coming to Blackhawk on a regular basis, you can dive in with us and be a part of this series. And we will be back at all of our sites, downtown, Fitchburg, here at Brader Way, everything from our live room to gospel fusion, traditions, all of those things will be available, as well as our regular online service for those of you who join us that way. So we look forward to seeing you this next Sunday, the first time that we gather in person in 2023. But before we end, let me close this right right now with a benediction. And so may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Would the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. All God's people said, amen. Thanks. Have a great day. We'll see you next Sunday.